This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hi, I'm Don Brody, a comedian with a history degree and the host of the podcast Hilf. History I'd like to fuck. Each episode, I am joined by a new guest who has brought me a subject from history that they want to know more about. Then I hit the books, I dig deep in the annals, and stimulate. <laughs> We've covered Frankenstein, Houdini, Joan of Arc, Pompeii, the Salem witch trials, right? Ugh. Join us and find out for yourself that history is a party and everybody's coming. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, the mayor of Cleveland, Ohio, L. Ray Sexton. How's it going over there, Casey? Good, buddy. How are you, man? Ho, ho, ho. We're talking Christmas today. Yes, ho, ho, ho. We are talking Christmas today with our guest, the artist, Christopher Radko of Heartfully Yours. Awesome interview. This guy is fascinating, man. Destroyed his... Well, we don't want to get into the... We don't yeah, want to get don't into the story. Nothing he'll, away. Yeah, yeah, he'll tell the story. Yeah. He'll tell the story. Well, let's get right into it uh, after this uh, house cleaning. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all of the other great shows on the network over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And the podcasts of the month this month are Take on the World and The Beard Laws. Check them out. Beard Laws is live every Thursday. Uh, Matt McClear and a bunch of friends just uh, shooting the shit. It's a great show. And Take on the World, they do uh, our friend Mike. He's been on the show. He did a takeover episode, and uh, he'll be on again. Uh, awesome show they take on the world they talk about uh different things like prisons and you know different stuff it's a good show go check them out go find us over on facebook at facebook.com slash deluxe edition pod check everything out over there check out the instagram over at deluxe edition pod ray handles all of the instagram duties and let's see, if you want to check out all of our previous shows, we've had a ton of different celebrities and uh, people on the show that you might enjoy. Go over to deluxeedition.show and check that out. And if you'd like to support the show, go over to patreon.com slash pod. You can find the show immediately after it's recorded unedited over at patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod ray what are you plugging today buddy 
As I've decided is the new model moving forward, please like, share, subscribe, review our show on whatever platform you enjoy it on. Helps us more than you will ever know. Yeah, helps us out a lot. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Amazon, places, everywhere, all those places. Yeah, they all want you to do a review for some reason. Yeah, and tell your friends. It helps. Word of mouth helps the most. Yeah, tell strangers. We do. (laughs) I mean, that's what we're doing. (laughs) All right. I hope you enjoy the show with Christopher Radko. Christopher, how are you, man? I'm excellent. How are you guys doing? Good, Good? man. Good. Are you ready? uh, Just to let you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, the Halloween uh, Halloween is over. And do you you start prepping right away for Christmas? Or, or 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 do you start prepping like all year? <laughs> all year, all year, yeah, yeah. You bet. I, I I live it. I I'm just waiting patiently for Halloween to finish so I can pounce on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you have Christmas stuff up all year? Is it? I you know I don't. I know you 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 would expect it. I mean, me of all people, but. Uh, no, I uh, I wait till next week. Uh, next week is when I put up my tree and put up the lights around the house, and and yeah, I'm 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 cruising into Christmas. <laughs> nice. So Thanksgiving's not even a holiday for you? Oh no, no, I love my turkey and you know giblets and all that. Sure, but uh, in context of Christmas, so yeah, no, we we slip Thanksgiving in there for sure. Football games and everything, but uh, you know. <laughs> You know, Christmas is like this whole season. It's not just like one week for me. I, I got to live it up. You know, it's the kidding me. Tell us about your love for Christmas, man. Like, where where did it all start? You know, um, that's a good question. I, uh, as a little kid, I grew up in kind of a, you know, a dysfunctional family, I guess you could say. And my parents were always at each other's throats. And um, uh, it seemed, though, that at Christmas, they would have a truce and, and, uh, you know, we'd have good food and, you know, friends would come over and family and all that. And and it was like the one time a year that I always associate with literally peace on earth. I mean, like peace at my own home. And, uh, you know, the presents were great, too. The lights, the you know, as a kid, I loved all the cartoons and stuff, Rudolph and Frosty and all that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a good contrast to the short days and the darkness outside. Christmas was like sparkle, light, and magic, and my parents got along better at Christmas. So, so I've kind of carried that in my heart all year long. That it's a time of year where we can open up our hearts. And uh, I, you know, I didn't expect to be making Christmas ornaments. I mean, that's not something you dream of doing or expect to do as a kid. My parents were doctors, and um, it wasn't until our family tree that we had this huge twelve foot tree, and I bought this new tree stand and. It was guaranteed to hold this tree, and unfortunately it didn't. One of the legs buckled, the tree crashed, and all these beautiful old ornaments that had been handed down from my grandmother's time shattered. And she was alive at the time, and she came into the living room, and she said, what what, 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 what happened? What have you done? And like she was surveying all these shattered ornaments. She said, Christopher, you've ruined Christmas forever now. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's like, you know. And, you know, but for my grandmother, who was born in 1900, every ornament had a story behind it. Each year we'd hang, like, this is when I was five years old, and this is when your mother was born in 1927. I mean, she'd tell the whole family story with these Christmas ornaments. 
And it was like a legacy, like a, like a family diary. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. I mean, you have your favorite ornaments from, you know, when you moved or when your kids were born or when you just got married. And, you know, your, your, your tree tells stories, the stories of, of Christmases gone by, as well as the ones that you're, the memories that you're creating today. So, hey, this is what I do. It, it, it brings joy to people. So I'm lucky. Yeah, that's all in my notes. So that was in 1984. Like, how old were you at the time when that happened? Uh, you know, some people think I was like seven or eight, but uh, you know, I was um, I was 24 at the time. Okay. So, was, like, how did you go about like the like how did you start the process then of like rebuilding this collection? Because I mean, you, the from like your 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 story is fascinating, man. Like, you 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 actually went to Poland and and yeah. met with people, right? It was pretty magical. I uh, guilt. I mean, guilt is the you know, the cause of a lot of things moving forward. And my grandmother's guilt trip that she laid on me, ruining Christmas forever, is a lot to live with, you know. And I didn't have a therapist then, so you know, so it was like, how am I going to deal with this, you know, stuff? I don't want to use the wrong words. I don't know how, you know, kosher we are here, but but uh, you know, I, no, I, we can, I you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, so, so, I mean, you know, cause family time, right? So, um, I, I looked in, I lived, I lived in New York, right? So I looked at all the department stores back then and nobody had glass ornaments anymore. Everything was plastic or styrofoam. So that following spring, I visited a cousin in Poland and she told me how she had been born by my grandmother that I ruined Christmas forever. And she said, but don't worry, we still have glass ornaments in this country if you want. I'll send you a care package in November. Now, this was at Easter time. So it was like April. And I said, I don't want to live with this guilt till November. And she said, well, okay. And, and, and so she introduced me to a friend of hers who was a glass blower. He made um, distil- distillery equipment for making moonshine vodka. So he's a really good glass blower. Because in Poland, like, it's all about the vodka, right? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, you got to you make your own bathtub vodka because it's cheap and it's just potatoes. All you need is potatoes and sugar and the vodka comes out a week later. I don't know, but it's good vodka. I got to tell you. So anyway, so this glass blower said, yeah, to, 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 to supplement his income, he made Christmas ornaments like his father did and his grandfather did, you know, back in the twenties and thirties. So I did some sketches of ornaments. I remembered as a kid growing up in the sixties and, and he looked at them and he said, wow, my grandfather used to make ornaments like these 40 or 50 years ago. And so he made them for me. I brought them home with me. I showed them to friends. And they all said, where did you get these glass ornaments? Who's making glass ornaments? And can we buy them? And that's all I needed to hear. I was working in a mailroom of a talent agency, ICM. I was earning 12000 a year, which after taxes, eight. Not enough money to survive in New York City. So I started selling Christmas ornaments on my lunch hour in midtown Manhattan. I literally cold called. I mean, like, I was pretty ballsy. I like, I showed up. It's like, you don't know me, but I've got this bag of ornaments and like, let me, you know, just point me to the buyer because she's going to, or he's going to love these ornaments. And, you know, the first year I sold $25,000 of ornaments at wholesale. And then the next year I, I sold like a hundred thousand at wholesale, uh, you know, just in midtown Manhattan. And, and, and as I said, goodbye, ICM, I'm not meant to be an agent. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And so here I am, you know, I don't know, 37 years later, and and I'm doing what I love still. That's awesome. So how long does it take for each ornament to be made? I mean, it's a it's a process because I 
Now that we have you, uh, by the way, thank you very much. You sent us, uh, Ray and I, a nice little package. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful, man. They <laughs> are. They are. They really are. They're all done by hand. Here's a really kind of a goofy one right here, this little snowman. Very, very vintage. Very, very vintage. You know, each ornament takes seven days to make. There's no way to speed it up. They are mouth-blown and hand-painted. Here's a little Santa by the North Pole. Um, really a sweet little guy. Um, but it, 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 it's a craft from the 1800s. So, so you know, you're blowing a, a glass bubble of clear glass in, and then you silver the inside with sterling silver. And then it's all the layers of paint and details, you know, down to the blush on Santa's cheeks or the eyelashes on an angel's eyes. I have a lady, all she does is apply eyelashes on all the angel's eyes. I mean, it's all done by hand. And then the glitter and everything. So it takes seven days to 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 create just one of them. It's It's pretty cool. I mean, there's no machines, no computers that can do this. And I love designing new ones each year. Each year, I have a new collection, you know, in my new company, Heartful Ears. You know, I sold the old company. Doesn't, you know, I'm not connected with the old company, which had my, you know, my brand name, Christopher Radker, but I'm not connected to that any at all. I had a long non-compete and expired, so I have a brand new company called Heartful Ears. And uh, it is from my heart. Yeah, I just, like, I wake up every morning, it's like, Oh boy, I, I don't have to work in a corporation. I don't have to like take the train to New York City every day. I don't have to live that life. I can like, you know, live Christmas every day. That's, I mean, how many people get to do that? I, I, I'm really blessed that way. So I wasn't sure if we could talk about the the lawsuit and all that stuff. So, sure. um, so like, why did you decide to come back after? Like, because you you were gone for 15 years. You sold your your old company and, and took a hiatus, and then uh, yeah. so why why come back? You know what? Um, I mean, I did a lot of things on my uh, my my non compete. Uh, I was a lavender farmer. Uh, I worked for Turner Movie Classics. I did you know festivals and events. Uh, I wrote a book on the movie Hello Dolly for the 50th anniversary. So, I, mean, I did a lot of crazy stuff. I, I led tours to Europe. I was a travel uh, tour guide for the Christmas markets in, in Bavaria and Germany and all. Um, I you know. After when when I realized that my non compete was about to to expire, I, you know it's like I'm in my 60s now, and um, I it's like what am I going to do? You know, it's I'm, I'm not going back to college, and you know I I you know I'm not a really good chef, so I can't go work in a restaurant. So you know I, my heart has always been with Christmas, and so I still have a lot of designs in me. So I I launched this new company, Heartfully Yours, uh, two years ago. And it's all new ornaments. And the thing is, these are made in Europe. These are not made in China. They're not mass produced, which is really cool. Like in 2023, to still have stuff actually made in Europe and made by the same families that made them 120 years ago. That is so uncommon. I mean, it's really, really rare. And and so I'm, I have a hand in continuing that tradition, that folk art tradition. I, I love it. I mean, it brings me joy. Yeah, it's a source of income too, no doubt about it. But but ultimately, I do it because I know that these ornaments will make a difference in people's families for years to come. You know, 100 years from now, I'll be gone and we'll all be living on Mars then. But, you know, people will have my heartful yours ornaments on their Martian Christmas trees. So I mean, how cool is that? Right. Yeah. Very cool, man. You mentioned that you love designing these things. So how do you how do you come up with the designs? And uh, to tie into that question, have you ever learned to to make them yourself? 
actually, uh, how do I design them? A big bottle of whiskey. <laughs> That's a good start, you know, <laughs> or Prosecco, you know, if it's daytime. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like composing music. It just, it just kind of shows up in your mind. Like if you ask, you know, Bruce Springsteen, how do you, where do your songs come from? It's like, I don't know. They just show up, you know, and it's a matter of like going quiet for a moment and it's like letting it flow in. And somehow like you're turning on a radio signal in your brain and it just these, like they show up in my mind's eye and I quickly sketch them and put them on paper and, 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 and send them off to the factories. Um, that is the easiest part for me. Running a business is not easy at all. Dealing with UPS, dealing with, you know, the freight forwarders, you know, financing things, um, dealing with stores that don't pay their bills and all that, all that crazy business stuff. That is what really, you know, is what brings me down, if you will. But, but, uh, you know, I, I do it because I, I know that the ornaments have a purpose. I'm, I'm really kind of in my own way. It sounds kind of wacky, but I am purpose driven in, in, I know I'm very clear that my ornaments serve a purpose. My ornaments will outlive me. They go to homes that I can never be in. Um, but, but the ornaments have a mission to bring joy and create memories for families that I might never ever meet. Um, and I, I think that's pretty cool, um, to be able to do that. I mean, there's enough, the darkness in the world, right? And shadows and, you know, craziness. And, you know, I, this is my way, if you will, of bringing some light. And, and it's, it's kind of just a matter of faith for me. I can't, I can't like show up at people's homes and like, do you really like the ornaments? But I know they do. And, and, and it's always been that way for me. And, and, um, I, that's what I do. I mean, it's crazy. My, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. I, I'm not, I, I can't do that. I, I, I had to, you know, to be a doctor, you have to study chemistry and calculus and all that crap, right? And it's like, that's not for me. So, so I, I, I can't believe I fell into this literally because the tree fell over. And, and it makes a difference to people. They, you know, they're each year in America, just in the United States, there are 50 million trees put up, 50 million trees put up. And, you know, I mean, I'll never, ever be able to have my ornaments on everybody's trees because the, the, they can't make them. They can't make that many. They're, they're, they're just, they're made in limited quantities. I, some of my ornaments are only 50 pieces, you know? So I, I just, I'm just, you know, trying my best, you know, and I'll do this till I'm 99 and I'll keel over and, and that'll be it. But, but here I am today and Christmas is coming and, and you guys are helping to, to get the Christmas magic out there. Absolutely. Yeah, speaking of Christmas magic, now somewhere out there right now is somebody who this December is going to ruin Christmas for their family. Uh, Are you willing to help them figure out how to fix their ornament problem the same way you did? That is, you know what? I just say, you know, break out those brownies (laughs) (laughs) and and like chill, you know? It's like, you know, everything's (laughs) legal now. Like have a Christmas brownie. Don't take it so seriously, you know? Don't let your grandmother guilt you into it. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I was pre kind of naturally uh, loving Christmas. It, it was my happy place as a child. Um, so, you know, like if someone knocks their tree over, you know, it's no big deal. There are more ornaments out there. Um, or tie the tree to the corner, like, you know, get a guy wire and tie, tie it to the wall so it doesn't tip. That's all. You know, don't don't let happen to you what happened to me. But um, 
you know, I mean, for me, Christmas, it's even not just the decorating. Christmas, it's, it's, it's not the religion part of it either, honestly. For me, it, Christmas is just about love and light, uh, whatever, whatever your interpretation of that is. It's about connecting with the people you love. It's about opening your hearts to people. It's about remembering that we're all together on this planet. We're all ultimately brothers and sisters, whatever that looks like to you. We are. I mean, I can tell you, you know, this is a huge galaxy out there. And they're all looking at us like, look at these crazy earthlings you know, fighting wars. Like, what is that bullshit? You know, I mean, like they're all one species and then they're eating each other alive. It's like, you know, boy, are they backwards. Right. And, and it's like for Christmas is like, hey, everyone, wake up at least for that moment of the year. Just like, you know, be nice, sweet, you know, w- uh, consider the other person's perspective for a moment. I don't know. Just do whatever you can to to be a little bit of a light in this crazy world. Uh, it helps me sleep better at night. It really does being that way. Yeah, just be it doesn't take much to be nice, you know, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a billionaire and, you know, cure cancer, although that would be nice. Uh, but, I mean, you can you can just give someone your time. You can listen to someone. You can help a child with their homework. I mean, there's so many ways to make little differences, but it's not about the size. It's about the, 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 the energy behind the heart behind it. So, I mean, you don't have to have money to be uh, part of this world and, and, and helping others. It's just about smiling at people in the street or being nice to someone in the grocery store or, you know, letting someone pass you in the highway. Like, no, no worries. It's just oh, a, hell no. That's not happening. Not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Not that. But, you know. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, especially what in L.A., right? Forget about it. On the 405 or the number 10. No, none of that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's what is the response to this crazy world? I mean, you know, you can moan and groan about who's running for election and who did what did who and who slept with who and all that shit. You know, it's like, come on, get over it. You know, ultimately, what we control is our the way we are for people individually. And you can be good to a person and give them the time of the day and show some humanity and, and, and see them as, you know, as, as brothers and sisters. And, and, and that's, that makes a difference. That is our, that is my response to the craziness in the world. Um, You mentioned uh, you don't have to be rich to do all that stuff, but uh, you have met some very wealthy celebrities and uh, sold your ornaments to them. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, Woody Allen, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, a lot. I mean, and a lot like Hugh Jackman. I mean, a lot of the you know the younger or you know new, newer stars too. Yeah, Catherine Hepburn was amazing. Uh, obviously, I remember as a kid, my mom would watch her movies. That's how I was. Inter- I loved Catherine Hepburn because she was a very independent woman at a time in the '30s and '40s where women were supposed to be like June Cleaver, you know, just cooking flapjacks every day. And Catherine Hepburn was like, "No, I'm going to wear trousers. I'm going to you know make it in a man's world." Warren Buffett is a huge collector, a huge fan of mine. Um, I'm talking about billionaires, right? But, you know, Bruce Springsteen bought a whole Christmas tree with my ornaments. Uh, I, I did, um, Han- Barbara Streisand got me making Hanukkah ornaments. Uh, Elton John collect, he pays retail for my ornaments. It's amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ornaments for celebrities and stars. Uh, Dolly Parton loves my ornaments. I mean, it's because it, everyone loves Christmas, right? And they want something really good, something that will last a long time. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Robert De Niro, right? I mean, like, you know, he doesn't say very much, but he loves Christmas, you know? So <laughs> so it's kind of, it's cool. I mean, the celebrities are great. For the kid and me, I keep, kick, I keep, keep kicking myself. It's like, I can't believe, I, I'm a kid from the Bronx, right? Like, what do I know? And literally, like, for instance, Robert De Niro called me up on the phone. I, you know, it's like, what? You know, and he's like, he wanted me to decorate his house, right? And, 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 and you know, for his family, it's like, I, at first I thought it was a prank call, right? You know, and it's, it's like, who am I? You know, I'm just this kid from the Bronx. And, 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 but everyone loves, you know, the, the people that love Christmas or that recognize the spirit, the heart that I put into the ornaments, they respond. It turns them on. They love it. And they, they just, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that people respond to what I do. And now that I have this new company and I'm launching it from scratch, you know, I've got to tell you, you know, to start a new company in your 60s, you know, with the climate the way it is today, I, it's not easy. And and uh, so I you know I, I I I'm grateful that Christmas comes back each year. Uh, that people still are interested in in better glass ornaments. I'm grateful to be you know on your program you know and and, and sharing with you guys and, and your audience too. So it's a new generation out there. I mean I gotta get all the kids interested in my ornaments now. Speaking so, of your ornaments, yeah. is there any difference between the ornaments that a celebrity would get and what you would sell to? Just the general population? No, generally not, unless uh, unless they commission me to do something, right? So, like for Elton John, I did an ornament of him as Santa Claus, kind of a caricature of him, and it was for his AIDS Foundation. So, it had the gap between the teeth and everything. Um, so, 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 you know, for Elton, that was really about supporting his AIDS Foundation. Same thing for Elizabeth Taylor. I created an ornament with her for uh, for her AIDS Foundation. This is already going back, you know, more than 20 years ago, obviously, but she was at the forefront of a Hollywood star being courageous enough to talk about AIDS and that there was no shame to it. Right. I mean, she kind of put it out there and she was like the new face of like, you know, cause like back when Reagan was president, you know, people just didn't, they were scared, you know, there was no uh, federal funding for it. And then she shows up and she said, look, no, no, people are getting sick. We need to do something about it. Um, so, no, I mean, you know, the, the, the celebrities just like my ornaments. I, of course, I can do a special ornament of them um, if they like. Uh, I, I might do it for a charity, you know, like I'll be, probably be doing uh, next year a Lucille Ball ornament. But that goes to a special museum, the Museum of Comedy in Upper New York State. So, you know, I'll do that. But, yeah, they just like the ornaments. I mean, I create new designs each year. So there's always something new for them to choose from. And what's great about your ornaments, too, is like you said, um, each one is different. Now, not yeah. one is exactly the same because they are each uh, hand blown. You were known as a, as an ornament maker. So, like, how do you get selected to decorate Robert De Niro's entire house? Like, how, And and you also did uh, Al Gore's residence and uh, some displays at the White House. Oh my God. Yeah. You're talking about history. Yeah. I, I decorate the whole Kennedy center in Washington. Um, you know, governor's mansions, uh, historical houses, you name it. I, um, well, all right. Like with, uh, with, um, with, uh, uh, Robert, uh, it was through Whoopi Goldberg because 
she 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 has been a fan of mine, you know, for, I guess for 40 years or whatever. She has always loved Christmas growing up as a kid in New York. And um, she invited me to her Christmas party. And and and, you know, the year that I went, her tree was kind of bare. And so I said, Whoopi, can I help you with your tree next year? And she said, oh, my God, that would be so great. And so I worked out this deal. I didn't get paid for it. Instead, I calculated the value of everything. And then she made a donation to a children's charity. That's how that worked. So that was great. And, uh, yeah, so many people are at a Christmas party, you know, and, and Robert De Niro was there, saw the tree. And so then he calls me up uh, and asks me if I can do the same at his house. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I do that because it's kind of fun. Um, again, for the kid in me, it's like, I can't believe I'm doing this, you know. Uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a huge collector. Kristen Chenoweth, you know, the Broadway star and singer, she's a, a great fan. I mean, so many people, but, you know, when it comes to Christmas, we're all kids, you know. So it's almost not about people's fame. It's about the, 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 the Christmas brings out the kid in all of us. So, you know, and the thing is working at ICM, I, I met a lot of, of stars there. So, like, I guess I'm not really starstruck because I know they're people, too. I would see them come in to meet their agent. You know, I mean, I would get them coffee or whatever. I was just a kid then. But, but you know, you see the real people. And and the fact that they like my ornaments is is kind of like, wow, I'm, that's really cool. I'm glad that I can do something that impresses them because they can have whatever they want. Right. They have the money and whatever and the contacts. So the fact that they want my ornaments is like, wow, if my parents only knew, you know, <laughs> it's like, see, I didn't have to go to medical school. <laughs> so now that you started Heartfully Yours, are you reaching back out to some of these people and, you know, saying, hey, look, look what I got. I'm back. The Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I welcome, you know, more connections that way for sure, because, you know, um, it's hard. It's hard to reach people. It actually gets harder and harder. So many celebrities have their like posse of publicists and whatever you know surrounding them. That it's really hard to get through to them. Um, but you know, sometimes it works out. Um, last year, Chris uh, Chris Jenner did a, a post on her Instagram about an ornament that I made, and you know that went viral. And that was really fun. And her daughter Kylie Jenner loves my ornaments too. So. You know, I'm just I'm glad that some of the new generation, the younger generation, people in their 20s and early 30s are getting interested. Um, but I, all I can say is, you know, as long as Christmas is around, I'm going to be there, too. <laughs> so uh, is there anything that you would want to change about Christmas if you could? What could I? Yeah, um, I would. I don't know if it's so much change. Uh, I would. I would give more. I, I would give us more time to just enjoy it. You know, it comes and goes so fast, right? You put up your tree and before you know it, you're taking it right down again. And people are so harried, you know, doing their Christmas shopping and all that. So I wish I would, I would, I would somehow find a way to, uh, to, to, to extend the period so that people could, you know, ease into it and, and relax into it and not feel stressed and under pressure to make it happen for their family. I, I would also, um, emphasize the inclusiveness of Christmas as a cultural event in this country, not necessarily a religious event. Um, you know, it, Christmas is open hearted uh, and there are many mixed marriages, right? So, uh, you know, it's about coming together as friends and loved ones, sharing time, sharing good food, you know, sharing your heart. To me, that's the ultimate vision for Christmas. It's not even about 
December 25th. It's about how do you live that spirit year round, that sort of spirit of, 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 of care and connection and love, uh, you know, which I don't know, it sounds corny, but it's, it, it's true too. Um, how, how can we live a little bit of Christmas each day? What can we do each day that is Christmas like, you know, you know, any kind of a kindness that you extend to someone is the spirit of Christmas. Helping, I don't know, someone who's hungry, you know, helping, you know, whatever, just volunteering a little bit of your time uh, at a food kitchen, whatever. There are so many ways to, to live Christmas year round. It's not even about Christmas Day. That's the sparkle and the glitter. And I love that, too, for sure. But to me, Christmas doesn't really mean very much unless you're living it all year long. Yeah. Awesome, man. So I just have some uh, generic questions here and then um, uh, some actual fan questions and then we'll turn it over to Ray and then we'll get you out of here. Yay. Um, what is your advice for keeping Christmas stress-free? Ah, <laughs> booze. Lots of booze. <laughs> Lots of booze. The better the booze, the less stress, you know. Gummies? I don't know. Okay, oh. yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the uh, brownies earlier. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm, uh... gummies are great. You know, um, a booze. You know, that's a Christmas cheer. But you know, it, 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 it's like shed shed the expectations. You know, it's yeah. I decorate because it heightens your environment. It creates a little sparkle and color in your environment. That's why I decorate. Um, but it's about just getting all your friends over and, and serving whatever food you like and cranking up the music and pouring the eggnog. You know, it's, it's about connection. It's about, so focus more on the connection and don't stress on the gifts on how much you decorate or whatever, because ultimately, you know, people are going to remember the warm heart feelings they feel. And that trumps any kind of, you know, decor or lights or whatever, you know, the, the warm feelings, they, they, we, it's a chance to share warm feelings. So focus on the warm feelings and, you know, don't let the commercial stuff get to you. You know, that's, that's just to make money for companies. It's like focus on the connection. Get, call up your friends from high school or college or whatever. I don't know. Invite your neighbors over who you haven't really met yet. Just do stuff that connects, connect, connect, connect. That's all. And focus on that because you will find joy in connection. A lot of it. And it's it's and it doesn't matter if the food is fancy or whatever. Uh it's a it's about the connection. So just focus on that and 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 you know, take another gummy or whatever. You'll be good. You'll be good. <laughs> um speaking of like giving back and the connections, uh Heartfully Yours is a very charitable uh company, yeah. right? You know, uh I I I've always cared about letting the ornaments go that extra mile. And, and so like, even when I had my old company, I, I, I think I'm raised over $2 million, you know, for like heart disease and pediatric cancer and stuff like that. Um, now I'm focusing on, uh, well, I raised money for the Ukraine, right? Cause like last year I did a bunch of worms to raise money for the Ukraine and that went to the Red Cross and Doctors Without Borders and uh, one more charity. I can't even remember anymore. That was last year. But I care a lot about um, heart disease causes for women. I lost my mom to heart disease because her cardiologist didn't understand that women's hearts are not identical to men's hearts. And they respond differently to chemicals and to drugs and stuff like that. 
And this particular cardiologist just never took that class in med school. And, and we lost my mom. So, so I really care about, you know, supporting causes that educate doctors on uh, women's heart disease. Uh, I care a great deal also about um, uh, finding some kind of early, more early detection or even a cure for breast cancer because I lost my sister a few years back to breast cancer. She had a kind of breast cancer that literally she didn't know anything about it. And then three months she was gone. So, um, so there's, that's still a, a, a major issue that I would like to participate in helping, you know, alleviate. And then lastly, also um, food pantries, food, you know, during COVID, I, I can't believe how long the lines were to food pantries and they still are today. And it's like, how can we be the so-called richest country in the world? And like, there's still people going home or going, going to sleep without food. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, so food shortage, food insecurity is a big deal for me. So I, that breast cancer and women's heart disease are very, very, and AIDS research always, of course, too. Um, but uh, yeah, those are, I just care about those causes. Um, I, I can support other causes too. If, if a charity contacts me, I'll of course make an ornament for them. No doubt about it. Um, but how cool that a Christmas ornament can go that extra mile and raise yeah. raise some funds for a good cause. Yeah. 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 Speaking of food donations, I just read something yesterday about when we are like giving food donations. Cause I do, I do, you know, every once in a while we clean out the pantry and, you know, give stuff to the local food bank. But um, like we always give like, you know, you always think like macaroni and cheese and this type of stuff. But they like I was reading the article and they said that um, what they really need are like the things to help make the macaroni and cheese, like milk and butter and like the meat like that goes with uh, like the hamburger helper. Because they said like the hamburger help the hamburger helper helper will just sit there if they don't have meat to cook it with, you know. So um, it's like, I don't know. I, I'll post the link uh, in the description, but uh that's yeah, good. it's something to think about. No, you're absolutely right. And like, I, I know our local food pantry has like a weekly kind of like a wish list, if you will. And they'll kind of tell you like this year, this week we need canned vegetables. Cause like, you know, there, there haven't been vegetables in a month or something like that. So, so they kind of help us and guide us, I would say. Um, I think that's a good thing when they can kind of identify what the need of the week is. But uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I can't put myself in everyone's shoes but I know that there are people going without food. And that's like, well, how can you live life if you can't eat? You know, yeah. you, you, you just your body functions are not going to work well. And I, I think that's one of the biggest, in my opinion, I think it's one of the biggest problems on earth right now is that there's so many countries and people that don't have enough food. That and clean water, obviously, right? You got to have clean water, not infected water or bacteria type water. Um, but I, I believe that there would be a lot less anger on earth if there weren't so many hungry people. Yeah. You know, it's not about politics. It's about food. It's a basic need for our bodies. You know, if I think if we, and I'm not espousing GMO food at all. And believe me, none of the Monsanto crap, you know, fake seeds and all that. But, um, but just, you know, basic clean, safe, you know, non-toxic food uh, that's not like big corporation food and, you know, get it out there. I mean, if this country got behind that, we would like, instead of being, you know, sort of not liked in other parts of the world, I would truly be the heroes that, that I think we can be just by, you know, providing a means for food to be created 
all over the world. So no one goes to sleep at all in any part of the planet hungry. You know, they wouldn't hate us as much, right? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a losing battle, I think. All right, let's talk about something a little less uh, depressing. Um, Your your favorite Christmas movie. (laughs) Truly, It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I'm friends with uh, Frank Capra's granddaughter and um, uh, Jimmy Stewart's daughter as well. Um, And uh, I love that movie. And the reason I love it, it always gets me, no matter how many times I watch it, it's, it's this idea, this recognition that we all make a difference in other people's lives. And we don't know it because they're not necessarily going to tell us or, or we might not even meet them for them to tell us. But we all can touch the world um, in, 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 in subtle ways, just like, you know, George Bailey did. He didn't know. He, need, he needed to, like, want to kill himself. And then some angel has to tell him, no, no, don't you realize you know, how the world, how your town would have been so different if you had not been there. So I, I just believe that's true for all of us. For each one of us, we, in the smallest of ways, again, it's not about being a billionaire and, you know, finding the cure for cancer, but it's so many small ways that add up big time. We are making a difference in people's lives. And to know that, and to know that we all make a difference, even if we don't feel it, if, even if people aren't telling us, oh, you're the greatest, you did this, you did that. We do. If, if your intention is to be a little bit of sunshine in the world, go do it and know that it makes a difference and, and, and a bigger difference than you will ever imagine. And when it's your time to kick the bucket, old St. Peter's going to come down and say, do you know what a fucking great life you lived? Look, let me show you all these great things you did that you had no idea about. That's pretty cool. And that's why I like It's a Wonderful Life. Awesome. What is your second favorite holiday besides Christmas? Um, second favorite holiday. You know, I love, I actually like all holidays because they give us a chance to escape from the daily grind and just connect with the people we love and, you know, share a good meal or whatever and share a glass of whatever spirit you like. Um, the second favorite holiday, it's actually not Halloween, even though Halloween is the number two holiday, right, in this country. Um, I think, honestly, I, I really do like Thanksgiving. Um, a lot. Um, I just, I like that. There's something very Americana about Thanksgiving. You know, everyone, all the big families getting together. And, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just kind of the, all the generations getting together. I, I like Thanksgiving a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I like, I, honestly, I'm a, I'm an all holiday. I'm e- equal holiday employer. I love, I love them all. I really do. I love my birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love them all. I love them all. I mean, every every holiday has something to say for it, you know. And and I think as long as a holiday is about connecting with the people that you care about and remembering that there's more life than just the daily grind, then that's a good holiday. Yeah. So uh, before we get in, I have three fan questions, but before that, let's go back to the beginning. So um, did your grandmother ever get uh, – did you ever replace her collection? Was she – yeah, she forgave me. Uh, you know, I would bring home uh, a, a, a carton of every single ornament I designed. And um, the first year I designed like 75 ornaments. The second year, like 125. And then it grew to 300 and whatever. And so um, her basement was packed. You move in there. There were so many ornaments in there. So she got she got the message. She like, oh, my God, this actually happened, you know. Enough, and- with, the, enough with the ornaments. 
Yes, yes, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. Yeah. So yeah, no, she forgave me. I'm I'm lucky about that. Yeah, she was great. Awesome. Very cool. All right, we have three fan questions here. Sure. Gigi Hayes would like to know when will the 2024 line drop? Ah, very good question. Um, that will uh, be the first week of January. The big reveal. All right. Big reveal. Because right now, I just this past weekend, I revealed my gallery collection. It's direct to consumer, so it's available on my website, heartfullyyours.com. And I just just you know launched it this this uh, Friday, Friday night. Um, but, uh, the 2024 collection will come out the first week of January. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Martha Hayes would like to know, are you planning on doing a master craftsman line? Ah, well, that's really interesting. Um, the, uh, the idea of a master craftsman is creating really, really hard to make ornaments that are not made with molds, but they're free blown. So that means that like you don't use a mold. It might be like, um, a ball with reflectors and then a, like a cone twist underneath and something, you know, kind of like it's a three-dimensional ornament, but it's not, it's not blown into a mold. So um, I, I'm already doing that. I just don't call it that. So I do have ornaments that are that level of, of, of exquisite detail, but I don't, I don't call it that per se. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I got to tell you, it's not easy being a glass blower. You sit in front of a, you know, a thousand degree Bunsen burner all day long, sweating like crazy. And, uh, you know, to, to train enough years to become a, a, a tip top glass blower like that. It's, you know, it's just not easy. I, there are a few of them alive right now. So, so, uh, yeah, I, I, but I'm keeping that tradition alive, you know, uh, with my designs each year, I keep them working. I keep their families happy. I send them vitamins each week, you know, keep, you know, Geritol, whatever it takes, vodka, whatever they want, it's theirs, you know, just to keep them making ornaments for me. Cause, you know, Santa is awesome. demanding, you know, so, you know, up at the north, it's tough. You got Santa has his list, you know, and it's like, no, you got to make more, more, you know. So was more. that something that was associated with the other line, uh, the Master Craftsman thing? Was that? Uh, I, I, when I had that uh, company, I actually had a group called the Master Craftsman. So I don't call okay. it that anymore. Sure. But the, the idea remains the same where, um, you know, where it's exquisitely made, very, very unique, limited edition, you know, glass blowing that you have to be an exquisitely well-trained glass blower to be able to make it. Yeah. Sure. So take take us through a little more of the process there. You mentioned a mold. So that do they... So like they make the first one and somehow make it into a mold or like what? Yeah, that's that. Yeah. That, even the, the process of making the ornament. So I, I have to provide them with a sketch, right? So I provide a sketch or a design. Then uh, that goes to a carver. So the ornaments are made out of clay. They're actually carved by a, a carver in clay. So it's a three-dimensional, you know, carving, if you will, out of clay. And, and then I, I give them notes on the clay carving. Uh, once they, 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 you know, get approval for that stage, then they make a, a mold from the clay piece. Uh, and they use kind of this reverse mold, what lost wax process It's really crazy. It's like, again, technology from the 1800s, but they make a, a from the clay, they make a metal mold. And it's two sides, at least. It's like a clamshell. It opens and closes. And, uh, and, and, and then they have to kind of, and sometimes some of the more complicated ornaments have up to seven parts. So it's like this whole thing that, and then you have a foot pedal and it opens and all these parts kind of fall apart. And then when you have your hot ball of 
you know, molten glass, you know, then you release a foot pedal and the whole mold closes in on it. And then you give it one more puff and then the, the glass expands into that mold. And then again, you open up the mold and there is the, the finished glass piece in the shape of the mold. And then you have to cure it in the hot flame to, to give the glass a chance to release all the tension from, you know, the, the sharp edges. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the next day, they silver the inside with real sterling silver. It's actually poured inside the ornament. Um, that's what makes the ornament shiny and reflective. It's sterling silver, the same way a, a mirror would be silvered on the backside or the reverse side. So, too, the ornaments are silvered on the inside. Again, an old, you know, uh, bit of technology from, you know, the 1880s. And then it's all the layers of paint that have to be painted and dried overnight before you can progress to the next level of painting and, and detail. And that's why the ornaments take a whole week to make. There's, you know, they're all made by hand. Uh, you know, it takes the human breath to breathe life into every single ornament. It's like, who does stuff like this today? It's just like, I can't believe I'm even doing it. You know, if you told me I'd be doing this, I'd say you were crazy because I mean, who does it? Nobody does this stuff, but somehow fate, fate had it that I would be. And I, you know, I, I, I plan to be doing it for 20 or 30 more years. And then, then, then I'll, I guess that'll be it. Then I'll just be history. <laughs> So uh, you mentioned like you would when you draw your design. So yeah. when you started your your first company, uh, everything's on paper, right? So right. Uh, like, has your process changed at all? Like with the the advancement of technology, like are you doing anything on computers now? Like or are you Very still doing it the original way? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's easy for me just to do a sketch or a drawing. It's almost faster than learning the latest program, whatever it is, um, and updating it. It's like. You know, programs, they, they last six months and then you get screwed because you have to update it, right? And you have to learn the whole thing all over again. It's like, what? You know, give me a break. So, you know, it's just, it's easier just for me to sketch something. And I do a lot of work also directly in the workshop. So I go there. I go for like six weeks each year to Europe and I go to Poland, to Germany and Italy and the Czech Republic. And I sit down in the workshops with the glass blowers and carvers and painters and, you know, I give them all the notes and ideas in person. And this way I can answer their questions in real time. And then they can, like, make a sample for me to see if it's what I had in mind. So it's, a lot of the, that interaction is really best when it's done in person, you know, than long distance. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. One more fan question here. Lori Remick would like to know, what is the favorite ornament in your collection? Uh, well, you know what? I mean, I've I've um, designed over fifteen thousand ornaments already, uh, so it's it's really hard to pick a favorite one. Um, I, I I'm just grateful when I hear that an ornament has brought a smile to someone's face or lifted their spirits. Uh, you know, since I've been doing this since 1986, I'm meeting the great. Oh, I'm meeting the grandchildren now of my original collectors, you know, like, you know, I, I, I had a, I was, I hired some college kids to work in my warehouse and one of them, he come up, comes up and he says, Oh, Mr. Radko, my grandfather used to work for you. It's like, oh, yeah, your grandfather, this, you know, so I mean, it's really, you know, kooky that way, but um, you know, I, I love them all. I mean, each year I have my latest collection on my tree. So it's always kind of, you know, the latest ornaments because, because I have the samples that I'm going to be selling at wholesale starting in January. So, 
So I have those samples on my tree each Christmas. So, so I, I mean, I love them all. I, I, it's, it, I just can't pick a favorite one. I, it's just like picking your favorite kid, you know, you get into trouble for saying that publicly, <laughs> you know. Ray, what do you have for Mr. Radko? All right. So every episode I ask a question, which uh-huh. is called our, like our real question. Right. Uh, you have only 60 seconds to answer it. All right. So I'm supposed to find something to make you uncomfortable. That's my Uh-oh. joke. Here. So I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about horror movies set at Christmas time? Ah, <laughs> well, um, I like I like Nightmare Before Christmas because I think that's kooky and like kind of ultimately it has a lot of heart. I don't really care for like grisly murder, you know, kind of Santa as the axe murderer stuff. You know, I just, you know, there's enough of that all year long. I mean, do you need to push it on Christmas? Can you have one little window of light and love? You know, you know, keep your horror for the other 11 months of the year is kind of my perspective only because you need to have a little counterbalance, but that's just me. I mean, that's just me, you know? Um, I mean, drunk Santa, you know, you know, thieves. It's like, come on, you know, give me a break here. You know, is it, don't you see enough of that in the newspapers every day? Do you need to put it on Christmas? You know, I don't know. I, I just, so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of horror at Christmas, but, um, but, you know, I mean, that said, I know life happens and there are wars that happen on Christmas. I mean, I, I'm not like my head is not in the sand. Um, I know there's a lot of pain and suffering even on Christmas Day. And that 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 kind of breaks my heart. And 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 all I can do is just remember that we all the best we can do is what we do individually each day. You know, and it's like being the light in the darkness it was like they say, you know, instead of cursing the darkness, be the light in the darkness. And I'm just one little candle, but I try to do that. And and I spe- and I think Christmas gives me an opportunity to do that on a wider scale. But, you know, don't worry. There's enough horror in the world anyway. I mean, the, go to any country, look at the wars and whatever, the, you know, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict or the Ukraine. I mean, that's, that's the second year already for the Ukraine. I had I was working with two ornament factories in Ukraine. And the Russians bombed the factories. Can you oh. imagine that? How can you bomb an ornament factory? But the Russians did it. You know, so it's like, you know, how does that work? I don't understand what the thinking is there. I mean, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. So I mean, there's horror. There's horror. But you're like you you're aware of it, and it's like yeah. But I'm holding I'm holding the light for a little joy because you know the horror will take care of itself. It'll show up. You know. Uh, it takes a little effort to to shine light. It takes a little effort. So I'm, I I I I'll take that challenge. I'll do that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll do what I can. So yeah, Terrifier three is going to be a, a Christmas movie. So I'm going to break you down as a no to go see it with me then. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I don't think know. that one would be for Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Christopher. Thank yeah. you so much, man, for taking the time out of your day to do this. Plug uh, plug away. Where can people find you, your company, get your ornaments, all that stuff? Absolutely. The most beautiful ornaments ever made are available with Heartfully Yours. That's my new company. I'm the artist, Christopher Radko, but the company is called Heartfully Yours. And just, you know, look up heartfullyyours.com. 
and your life will never be the same. You will be you will be whistling jingle bells. You will be covered in glitter and joy, and 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 you will write me a fan letter telling me how your life has never been the same because you discovered these ornaments. And uh, and and the ornaments make great gifts for people. You know, you can go to someone's house and bring them a bottle of wine, and that's fine, right? But you know, they're just going to have a hangover the next day, and they're going to throw away that bottle, and they'll never remember who gave it to them. But if you give them a beautiful heartful of yours ornament, they are going to remember you every single year when they hang that ornament on their tree. They're going to say, "Oh, you know, I got these from my buddies or my friend down the block or something." And they they will think of you. So that's a great memory maker. Um, heartfully yours. I'm I'm living the Christmas dream with heartfully yours. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Christopher. We we appreciate yeah. it. You guys are great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, man. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. To both of you and all your listeners. <laughs>